hands are in your hands. His heart is in your heart. He's looking through your eyes. And your feet can carry him any place you want to. And he'll arrive right on time. I'm so grateful and thankful tonight to be in Christ Jesus. I want you to turn over to Matthew chapter 6. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the anointing tonight. Teach and touch each one of us, Lord God. Take us to a different level in Jesus' name. Do what only you can do, Lord. Change us forevermore. We're hungry tonight, Lord. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Matthew chapter 6, starting in verse 9. After this manner, therefore, pray ye, our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, in earth as it is in heaven. Well, I want you to take your right hand, put it on yourself right like this. I want you to say this. This is earth. Jesus said something vital here. After this manner, therefore, pray you, our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. These bodies were made from the dust of the earth. That prayer covers every person that's living, whether they know Jesus or not. Jesus wants in. Once Jesus is in, he wants out. Yeah, he wants out. And he loves to be out. Because he can change the world we live in. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, in earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, if we look at the direct Greek translation of that particular scripture, give us this day our daily bread. Uh, it literally says in the Greek, give us today our bread for tomorrow. Give us today our bread for tomorrow. This is how we can be fully sufficient in him if we understand that. Because we're standing in the kingdom. Jesus is in us. And your daily bread's going to show up the day before. According to that scripture. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. For if we forgive men their trespasses... Your heavenly Father will also forgive you. And if you forgive not men their trespasses, neither will your Father forgive you your trespasses. Say this with me. Living, breathing, and walking in forgiveness is what I'll do. 
This way God can use you at any moment of your day because you're totally free, you're full of Him, and God forgives you. Hallelujah. Now, Jesus Christ is the healer, but he needs hands. He's looking for hands, and he's looking for hearts, because the heart of man hanging around God, hanging around the Word of God, and hanging around Jesus, the heart of man becomes sensitive And you receive a knowing. It's not a mental thing. It's a heart thing. And the Holy Spirit loves that condition of heart. But he's got a bunch of gifts to give you. And if the gifts aren't exercised, then mankind is maybe totally lost. We are the answer. He in us is a solution. But he's inside right now trying to get out. <laughs> Let me out. Because he can fix it. Now, look at Matthew chapter 8 verse 1. number of places in the Bible, Scripture tell us. Jesus began to do, and then Jesus began to teach. See this with me. The doing came first. You see, doing gets people's attention. It, it's kind of like throwing a cat in a pigeon cage. That the cat is noticed. So, once Jesus did something, the congregation came all by itself. And you guys are people that are about to happen. We need to get out there and happen. And that's what we're going to do. Now, When he was come down from the mountain, great multitudes followed him. And behold, there came a leper and worshipped him, saying, Lord, if thou wilt, thou canst make me clean. Now the leper was telling Jesus before time, you can heal me. You can heal me. And Jesus put forth his hand and touched him, saying, I will be thou clean. And immediately his leprosy was cleansed. Then he tells him to go show himself to the priest, which is the practice in that day. But the man said the right thing. To the right individual. 
What have you been saying to God? What have you been saying to God? Because he's got all the answers. And you got Jesus in you. You got the Holy Ghost in you and on you. And he's raring to go. All we have to do is happen. But there is a knowing. When you spend time with the Word, heaven starts taking place inside you. You become the answer, not the problem. So we're seated here. We're the solution. And all we have to do is let it happen. Now, still with me. And Jesus said unto him, See, thou tell no man, but go thy way, show thyself to the priest, and offer the gift that Moses commanded for a testimony unto them. And when Jesus was entered into Capernaum, there came unto him a centurion beseeching him, and saying, Lord, my servant lieth at home, sick of the palsy, grievously tormented. And Jesus said unto him, I will come and heal him. Now, the centurion was one of the people in authority that were holding the Jewish people captive. So he was the bad guy. Jesus took one look at him, and he knew he was a man of authority. But the centurion took one look at Jesus, and he knew he was a man of authority. Every one of you sitting there with Jesus Christ in you and the Holy Ghost on you are people of authority. We're people of authority. All you have to do is walk into a home full of demons and they're out of there. Yeah, they won't hassle you at all. They'll split. Now that's what we have to develop a consciousness for. But we don't normally have a consciousness For who's in us. And what we're carrying around that is treasure beyond all treasures. And it's our beck and call 24 hours a day. Now, watch watch the centurion. Jesus said, I'll come and heal him. The centurion answered and said, Lord. Now here's a guy that's over part of the country. He's calling Jesus Lord. Lord, I am not worthy that thou shouldest come under my roof. But speak the word only. You know what you ought to speak most of the day? The word. You know who is your biggest customer? Yourself. You can't get sick on the Word. You can't get hurt on the Word. You got a two edged sword inside of you, and you got to tame it. How do you tame your tongue? I'm sick today. I'm poor. What are we going to do? Mandalobosabalabahandalabajajariyanamandundelebelelealabandoloj. 
Not one of those syllables were speaking death, sickness, failure, lack, or anything. You tame your tongue with tongues. That's why God gave them to us. You want to change your future? Change your tongue. Hang out with the Holy Ghost for a while. Let's get back with this centurion. Verse 6. And saying, Lord, my servant lieth at home, sick of the palsy, grievously tormented. Jesus said unto him, I'll come and heal him. The centurion answered and said, Lord, I'm not worthy that thou shouldest come under my roof. But speak the word only, and my servant will be healed. In other words, give a command. See, one commander recognizes another. So we have to begin to do that through the fact that we know Jesus, the commander, is in us. And the Holy Spirit was sent to us, in us, on us, and for us. Because he knows his word better than we do. And he knows what every sickness is when we walk around town. And who needs help? And who's looking for an answer? And we have that answer in Jesus and the Holy Spirit. We're a dangerous bunch of people. And we're just finding it out. The centurion recognized Jesus. This, this is my kind of guy. Was he saved? No. He lost like a turkey. But he went to somebody who had the ability to fix what he needed fixed. And that's the world looking at us. They know we can fix it. They know we've got an answer. But they don't know if we'll fix it for them. But we're the answer, guys, because of who's in us. Jesus Christ. The Holy Spirit to guide us and lead us and direct us. Verse number 9. For I am a man under authority, having soldiers under me. I say to this man, go, and he goeth. I say to another, come, and he cometh. And to my servant, do this, and he doeth it. When Jesus heard this, he marveled, and he said to them that followed, Truly, I say unto you, I have not found so great faith. Nope, not in Israel. And I say unto you, Many shall come from the east and west, and shall sit down with Abraham and Isaac and Jacob in the kingdom of heaven. But the children of the kingdom shall be cast into outer darkness. There shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Jesus said unto the centurion, Go thy way, as thou hast believed, as thou hast believed, so be it done unto thee. We call ourselves believers. But are we believing believers? 
Believing believers are doers. They've tapped in to the supernatural anointing of Jesus Christ, which far exceeds the natural realm. It can do things just... Ah, don't get me started. I love you guys. Go over to Matthew 28. Matthew 28, verse 18. And Jesus, this is after his resurrection, Jesus came and spake unto them, saying, All power is given unto me in two places. Heaven and in earth. Aren't you glad he said earth? It'd be tough on us right now. We wouldn't look near this good. And neither would the earth that we live upon. If he just fixed it in heaven. But he fixed it in both places. Because he's got power. All power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. How much power is left over for the devil? Why do we make such a big deal out of him? Hello. He either is or he's not. Well, out here we say ain't. Go you therefore, in other words, because of what I just said to you guys, go therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. Having all power sets him apart. Having him in us sets us apart. We're supernatural people. We've got a supernatural Son of God. And as soon as we accept Him, we get adopted into the family. Now, Father God has a huge family. When you think about it. And we're part of it. And he's got more power than we can give out in a day's time. If all of us used it. So it's an everlasting, never-ending ability living inside of us. We must understand the kingdom with our hearts. Not our heads. Your brain will never believe a miracle. It is incapable of producing a miracle. It cannot do it. Your heart takes care of that department. When you believe in your heart... 
Healing comes. Everything you're praying for comes. Your ability to help others comes. It's there just waiting. But this, this is governed by our five senses. And it will not produce a living miracle. No matter how much it tries. Over to Matthew 17. We got Jesus and Peter. Look at verse 22. Now drop down to 24. And when they were come to Capernaum, they, were, they, were, they that received tribute money came to Peter and said, Doth not your master pay tribute? And he saith, Yes. And when he has come into the house, Jesus prevented him, saying, What thinkest thou, Simon? Of whom do the kings of the earth take custom of tribute, of their own children or of strangers? And Peter saith unto him, Strangers. Jesus saith unto him, Then are the children free? Notwithstanding, lest we should offend, go thou to the sea, cast a hook, take up the fish that first cometh up. When thou hast opened his mouth, thou shalt find a piece of money. That take and give unto them for me and thee. If you're born again, raise your hands. If you're filled with the Holy Ghost, raise your hands. I want you to look at this scripture and understand it. Where did Jesus tell him to go? Fishing. Sounds good to me, boys. He said the first fish. What does that mean? There's others. There's others. But he said the first one's got the money in its mouth. The symbol that the Christians died under... And were tortured and burned as torches and whatever else at Rome. The symbol they used for Christianity was a fish. Are we Christians? Yes. That scripture says there's money in the fish's mouth. What are you speaking poverty for? What are you saying we don't have anything for? If you spend time in this book, this precious gospel, 
you can't help but get revelation. Revelation. We could go much deeper in that scripture. I just want you to catch the part that the money's in your mouth, Christian. It's in your mouth. Your healing's in your mouth. Your tomorrows are in your mouth. When you release something from out of your heart through this mouth, angels start to move. All sorts of things start to move. All because you use this thing correctly. You've turned it into a fountain of sweet water instead of bitter. We can't. We don't. We whatever. Uh, We can. We are. We will. Because we are God's answer. Now, Go over to Mark 16. Uh, Precious Lord. Verse number 15. Now let's start in 14. Afterward, he appeared unto the eleven as they sat at meat and upbraided them with their unbelief and hardness of heart. Because they believed not them which had seen him after he was risen. Our hearts were not made for unbelief. They were not made to be hard. They were made to be supple, wide open, with the ability to draw upon things. And he said unto them, Go you into all the world... Preach the gospel to every creature. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved, but he that believeth not shall be damned. These signs shall follow them that believe. In my name shall they cast out devils. They shall speak with new tongues. They shall take up serpents, and if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. They shall lay hands on the sick. They will lay hands on the sick. They'll lay hands on the sick, and they will recover. You see, the sick don't have a choice. They don't have a choice in it. If you put your hands on them, and you believed it in your heart... This incapacitated human that could not believe for himself will receive. 
Because God cannot lie. And it's in this book. Now what I want you to understand. Is we're going to get down into kind of a subliminal realm here. I want you to be able to have something to hang on to and to use after this meeting's over. Jesus is in here. The Holy Spirit's on me for service and in me for information and power. It's the same way with every one of you. Now, if that is the case, and it is, we must get to be sensitive in releasing the Holy Spirit and doing it under the unction and power of the Lord Jesus Christ. He's there with all the power. His hands are in your hands. Feet are in your feet. And the Holy Spirit is there with nine gifts. Nine gifts. If you can open the gifts of the Spirit, the cripple will walk and run and shout. And that's the best advertisement you can have. Because everybody else will get saved and come to Jesus crying. When they see a miracle. Miracles don't come from here. They come from here. And food comes from the red letters in his book. That's real protein. The rest of it's wisdom, but the red ones, that's protein. Oh. But we have to get to be sensitive. What do you mean, sensitive, Brother Ron? Well, when you see something and you know it needs to be fixed, you must be sensitive enough to know, am I the one to fix it? You hearing me? So, here you are walking wherever, and there's a situation happening right here. There's been a car wreck, there's been a this, there's been a that. You need to hear the Holy Spirit. You don't hear the Holy Spirit with this. You hear the Holy Spirit with this. Because you may be God's answer that day for this person, this situation, this child, this lady, this whatever. And you're the answer. Now, if you're not the answer, but you're just going to jump in there and fix it, it won't get fixed. But if you're the answer, that means that Jesus in you is standing up tall, and he wants his hands on that situation. But your spirit man knows it. 
So we have to grow sensitive here so that we know when to do it and when not to. When to do it and when not to. Let me give you a couple of answers. Telephone rings. I pick it up. It's a pastor halfway across Africa, in, in South Africa. Brother Ron, you got to come down here. That's a young man that I taught in Bible school, and it's been six, eight years, ten years. And I said, well, what's wrong? One of my deacons passed away. They got him down at the funeral parlor. He's already pumped full of juice and all the rest of it. We're going to go down there in mass and we're going to raise him. You know what my heart said? Yeah. I said, well, I can't come. He said, you got to come. I said, no, Lord won't let me come. Why wouldn't he let you go? Guys, not coming back. You pick that up in your spirit. Okay? You don't want to make Jesus in the church look foolish. Everything is done decently and in order. Of course, some of it gets really wild and weird, but it happens and it works. Okay? So we want it to work and not make the outside world think we're really stupid. Okay? Because we have the answers. Now, if we take a steady diet of this book and we really believe it, then you can lay hands on the sick and they'll recover. But we have to get the natural realm to the side because the natural realm will block it. When you're looking into the eyes of an African woman and the pupils of her eyes are as white as your shirt is, ma'am. Solid white. Two solid white eyes. And her sister's gone up in the mountains and brought her down five kilometers where she lives in a little hut. And they're standing right there. Right here. On the platform. You must know what to do. And it's not the individual. It's not us that does it. But in each one of us is a dynamo of God and power that will not be refused. And when we reach that point, Standing right here. 
And the Lord just told me that I had to leave the building. And I hadn't started preaching yet. But there was so much power in that building. And there were 12 African pastors there that had been teaching for two weeks. He wanted them to find out. So I said, God, in my heart, because I'm, I'm about to cry for this woman. I said, God, can I just pray for her? He said, okay, Ron, you can pray for the lady. What did you do? Something I'd never done before. Put those two wet thumbs right on her eyes. Instantly, white tears came down her cheeks. And I watched them go down and watched them drip off of her chin to the floor. And when I looked back up, there were two perfect eyes. Jesus. Not me. Jesus. But if you never get sensitive to where you can step over the line to do it, she'll she'll never receive. That's what I want to leave you with tonight. You could have done that. I didn't. And you won't. But he will if you let him. If you let him. And there's a sharp edge on the spirit when those things happen. And, and, and you walk away and you go, how the how the how? Duh. You know, you, you, you take a vacation for a couple of weeks, you know. <laughs> but every word in here will work through you just like it says. Every one of you. Go over to Acts chapter 19. Everybody still okay? Good. You're not bored. Acts chapter 19, verse 11 and 12. And God wrought special miracles by the hands of Paul. So that from his body were brought unto the sick handkerchiefs or aprons, and the diseases departed from them, and the evil spirits went out of them. Now here's Paul as a tent maker. Handkerchiefs or aprons. So he probably had a handkerchief around his neck because it's hot back there where he was making tents. He's got an apron on, probably with a, it was goat skin or something like that back then. This scripture said, 
somebody else would take those and carry them to other people. He wasn't even there when the happening happened. His work clothes were. We throw ours in the wash machine or take it down to the dry cleaners. They used the Apostle Paul's to heal the sick and set people free. Yeah. This is the easiest scripture in the world to get somebody who's not a Christian healed right here. Everybody, when they're dying, when they got cancer, when they get this and they got that, you give them an anointed handkerchief, they'll take three. Now, you are anointed because Jesus told those 12 disciples the Lord's Prayer. And he said, Earth. And we are made from the dust of this earth. And if you can wrap your mind around this and your heart around this scripture... You can see so many healings, it won't even be funny. Now, this is not used much in churches. But it's here, and it works. Why does it work? It's the Word. The Word can't fail. So the Word has to work. So that from his body were brought unto the sick handkerchiefs or aprons. The diseases departed from them, and the evil spirits went out of them. Special, special miracles. If you've got your Bibles, you ought to circle that or underline it or put about a pint of ink on it so you can find it again. That's the easiest way to minister to strangers. Or to relatives that don't believe. Oh, you got them out here too, huh? Anyway, I want to encourage you in some of those things. God wrought or worked special miracles by the hands of Paul. Now, when his work day was finished, he didn't necessarily run around town laying those aprons and handkerchiefs on people. Somebody else did. Because he was teaching and training everything he could do. Every moment that he wasn't working, he was teaching, training, to leave a legacy of Jesus Christ in people's hearts. So somebody else was using that. And it was working. Now, let me give you a testimony. With every testimony, there is a test. And you either pass it or you don't. And if you keep doing it, eventually you pass it. 
I had a young couple that wanted me to talk to them about business. They came over to my townhouse in South Africa many years ago. And they were just about to get married. Beautiful little blonde girl, man from Portuguese descent, they came in. They sat down on the couch. There were two couches there, one over here and one there with a coffee table in the middle. And when they sat down, she looked funny. She went, And I'm on the couch over there, and I'm thinking, oh, what have I got now? <laughs> but we talked, and I shared some Bible scriptures with them on, on the thing they were dealing with. And uh, I prayed for them, and they got up to leave. And she said, uh, Brother Ron, uh, did I look funny when I first sat down? And I said, uh, yeah, a little funny. Different. She said, well, it's strange. I said, what was? She said, well, when I was four years old, my older brother poked a stick in my left eye. And I'm blind in my left eye, but when I sat down on the couch, I, I see now. Now, everybody say Jesus. Jesus. Yeah. Now, I'm going, uh (laughs) And so they leave. And I start walking around the room and saying, okay, God, what just happened? I I didn't pray for him for that. And I would imagine he and Jesus are, well, I imagine they're laughing something crazy upstairs. <laughs> uh, look at Kusmal again. <laughs> and they left me on a tether for about 45 minutes. I prayed in tongues. Uh, what happened? And I heard a voice inside. Voice of the Holy Spirit. He said, uh, What do you do on that couch? I said, What do you mean? He said, What do you do on the couch? So I come down about five o'clock, six o'clock in the morning, kneel down and pray for a while in tongues, about a half hour, and then I sit on it and read my Bible. I said, how'd that happen, God? He said, what are you doing on the couch? I said, well, you know, I pray in tongues, you know, and I'm on my knees and praying. And then I sit down and I read my Bible. I said, how did you do that? You know, he let me go all day long. The anointing, when it's on you, is transferred automatically. 
Some of your chairs at home have an anointing on them. Just waiting for some unsuspecting housekeeper or whatever to sit down. You know, the next day I found out about it. But, and he was chuckling when he told me. But then I thought, wow, what would happen if I believe every time I sit down in a restaurant, the place becomes radioactive where I sat? <laughs> Jesus, the next guy that comes in with a load on and, and sits in my seat, he's going to be stone sober in about a second. Or somebody come in sick and go out healed. Now listen, this may be a little hilarious, but this is how God teaches us step by step. He just teaches us step by step. Now, look at your hands again. I know we started out there, but let's make this statement. These hands are healing hands. Right under there, is Jesus. There's power. There's ability. There's anointing. In Jesus' name. Now see, you're armed and ready to set the world free. Because we're learning some things tonight. And we won't be able to go home and say, oh, that was a good service. We're not having a good service. We're having a learning service. We're having something called impartation. Yeah, impartation. I'm going to be finished at 8.30. It gives me another seven minutes. What I want is for you to stand up. I want you to put your hands just like this. Now, your job, should you choose to become dangerous in Christ Jesus, is to open your heart, turn your mind off, tell him to take a trip, and I want you to open your heart to receive. All right? Just shut your eyes. Block out the world and the busyness of the day. Father, touch every person. Holy Spirit, flow across this auditorium. Anointing of God. Come in Jesus' name. Flow across this anointing. 
Take it to every person in Jesus' name. Raise them to a different level, Lord God. Level of awareness and ability through the mighty name of the Lord Jesus Christ. May they function in the gifts of the Spirit, Lord God. For the days come, and will be very soon, when these anointings will be needed. And you'll flow and walk in them, and they'll be like rivers of living water flowing from you. They'll heal the sick, raise the dead, cause the blind to see. And they'll have answers for those who are running in confusion. And understand the word of the Lord. It touches, imparts, and it seeds the ground of your heart. And it causes crops to grow up. Victory is growing in your heart right now. Power is growing in your heart right now. Abilities that you haven't tasted and touched yet is growing in your heart right now. And the eyes of your understanding will absorb Scripture like never before. You see revelation and you'll walk in it in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Because you're the answer. You're not the problem. And as you walk in these anointings, you'll change and change and change again. And you'll think, Lord, why me? Why me? It's because you made yourself available. You opened your heart and you let him be Lord of all inside you. You're now an answer. Not a problem. Father, I thank you. I thank you for healing tonight, Lord God. I thank you people are going to walk out of here totally healed. All because of you. And the anointing. It's on them now. Power. 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 Power in the name of Jesus. Power. Can you feel that? It's, it's, it's an essence. It's what we need to live and walk in every day. And it gets stronger in every day, in every way. Heavenly Father, I pray over every person with the sound of my voice. I thank you, Lord, for each one. They are victorious. They're above and not beneath. They're the head and not the tail. And you'll use them, Lord God. And Father, I thank you for multiplication in their lives. Multiplied in every area of the natural life. But multiplied in the realm of the Spirit. They'll produce more believers than they've ever thought about. And you'll put that anointing on them, Father. In the name of Jesus Christ. Amen.